welcome to Back to the Future Minute, No Roads Edition, the very first weekend edition of the Back to the Future Minute podcast for Patreon subscribers, and uh, this is the first one, so we're putting it on the main feed as well. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. Uh, so, so yeah, so this is, uh, we, we reached our first goal on Patreon, which means we we're going to start doing a weekend edition of back to the future minute every weekend, uh, where it's just sort of a chill version of the, of the show. Like we're not going to be focused on any particular minutes or anything like that of a back to the future movie, but we're going to talk about back to the future and back to the future related things as well as show related things and um stuff like that uh i think yeah, we don't even really know what 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 the show is yet we're, we're almost we're, really. we're almost gonna find out while we're doing it yeah we have like we have we have ideas and we obviously we have stuff to talk about uh this episode um but uh yeah i mean we're, we're sort of i think the idea is uh so maybe i should maybe I should add but i have no idea what this is going to be Okay, well, I mean that's, I mean that's every episode. Yes, the show. Okay, uh, I, I, I think I was taking for granted the the work that, that you've put into this. <laughs> yeah, usually the case. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, I mean, you know, I, I have some ideas. You know, we're gonna we're gonna answer some emails for sure. That'll be that'll be a weekly occurrence. I thought it would be fun to sometimes like maybe talk about maybe like award our favorite comment of the week, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, we can finally start shedding light on some of the action that we hint at in the show proper. You know, that goes yeah, on yeah, our, that on we don't community. that we don't have time to get into because we can't we can't afford each episode to be like you know an hour long. So because we don't we don't have five hours to give. Uh, to recording time every week. Although, did you notice? Um, at one, did remember that one week where our episodes were like ten minute, thirteen minutes long? Yeah. Um, I noticed that people in the comments were like, were were calling that out, and I was like, oh, they they notice when when there's not, and, and it kind of it kind of it felt. I mean, I felt I felt bad that they were they felt you know shortchanged, obviously, but it was like, oh, that it's cool that they want more. Yeah. Well, now they're getting more. They're gonna get a weekend edition every weekend. Yeah, it's not gonna be so. So there's that. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, the thing the thing is, is uh, we're uh, we're doing this weekend edition and we're not going to stop doing it while we're on hiatus. We're going to keep doing it. We're going to we're going to do it every weekend, even during the hiatus until we die. Yeah, until we die. (laughs) No, no. I mean, I I, presumably until the show is over and then maybe like maybe like we'll retire it to like a monthly thing sort of thing. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, cause there's only so much back to the future related content, uh, because they're not planning on making any more sequels or anything like that. That's so. what's interesting it is we're kind of at where, um, this is almost like starting a star Wars podcast in 2007. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's like, totally. Well, uh, they're, they're writing the show. Have you, have you heard? Okay. A, this is, this is really important. What's <laughs> the language rule on this thing? Oh, same, same as always. Same as always in Back to the Future Minute World, right? Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, I just want to yeah. like. I, I just I like the idea of uh, Back to the Future Minute and this show being um, workplace appropriate. I guess sure because know? it's a daily thing and uh, so many people probably listen right. to it at the office. And, Carpet and bomb. Heard, and I've heard and I've heard that uh, people listen to it in the car with their kids 
stuff oh. like that. <laughs> sure. So, so um, I, don't, I just don't want to. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to mess. With of course, that. of course. Yeah. Um, yes, but uh, yeah, it's but, yeah. It's so hard. like yeah, but did, did you ever hear of what that the 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 Star Wars show would have been like? What the scripts were about? Yeah, yeah. It was like uh, I mean, part of it was uh, about the emperor right yeah like like they gave palpatine like it turned out he was just like a scolded like you know like f boy like a, like a i had a girlfriend he didn't like me i'm an emperor well but no that's not what they that's what not what they said that's that's you projecting what you think it would have been because of um because of uh anakin i presumably no but, i read a quote that he was like um it was like the director was like reading the scripts and it was like yeah they were like they there was this like crime lady that like got Palpatine in her like. No, her I web. know, I know what he said, but but he didn't. They didn't say that he was. Uh, what did what did you call him? I believe the court. <laughs> I will read back my statement as quote the whiny f boy. I don't. I don't think I no because like I I read those quotes too, and the way that he said it was like was like you. It was going to make you care about the emperor, which doesn't scream f boy to me. Sure. That's again, I think that's you projecting because you were like, well, I know how well they handled uh, 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 the emotional fallout of a man <laughs> prior to this. Which, man, which is, was that, is that what it's sad that that's what the, the prequels are like the emotional fallout of this broken man. Yeah, that is. Kind yeah, of what, that I is mean, that's what, what it's supposed to be. It's just it's just it's just yeah. not interesting. It's just not interesting because they they made him an f boy because George Lucas has has never known struggle. Um, well, how can you when you grew up in California in the like early nineteen sixties? <laughs> well, and 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 I mean, yeah, I mean, he, and he got into that wreck, and yeah, he he definitely had a little bit of struggle getting his first couple of movies off the ground, first three off the ground. But did that's you hear not that when you, when you like said the struggle, word struggle? Struggle is not trying to get a movie off the ground that's not struggle that's yeah, like because totally. because once you succeed it's like well okay i mean you made a movie so what are you mm. complaining about totally and i i think he made his first movie at like 22 or something like that so i mean that's not scott when you said the word car wreck um there was a an accident outside my window oh that's weird like on like on cue like a guy got rear-ended like everyone's fine i think like some dude's taillight just got Hit, but like literally, you. I mean, hopefully, you'll be able to hear it when you listen to my end. But that's amazing. It's spooky. Um. Anyway, yeah. I mean, the the way the director made it sound, because I mean, the thing you have to remember is that if I'm not mistaken, the show was written by, um, like high end like writers. Like George Lucas didn't write the show. It was written by people like um, uh, what's the what's the BSG guy name? BSG. Galactica. Yeah, oh, 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 Ron Moore. Yeah, Ron Ronald Moore. I think wrote for the show, okay, and I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Russell T Davies wrote for the show. Interesting. Yeah, so like it was, it was hot, pretty high end writing staff on that show. So I'm not, I don't, I, if I'm not, and if I'm not mistaken, I think even uh, Paul Dini wrote for it as well. What do you think about this uh, this Jenny Tartakovsky Luke Cage book? Um, 
Speaking of animated Gen- people. Jenny, Jenny, Jenny Tartakovsky, just so people understand that this is related. Jenny Tartakovsky also, uh, he, he did the uh, Clone Wars. Um, the silent Clone Wars, or not silent, dialogueless. Di- dialogue light. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the original Clone Wars cartoon. The, the micro TV episodes, I remember is what yeah, they were yeah. called. Um, I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was something that he'd been trying to get off the ground for a really long time. Yeah, I just, I'm just always going to be in that dude's corner for life. I mean, I saw Hotel Transylvania too. Yeah, still bummed about Popeye. Sure, yeah, I think so is he. Yeah. Did you watch anyway, the, this the, isn't this isn't Star Wars minute. We shouldn't be talking about this. Or Popeye minute. Um. Or Jen Jendi Jendi Tartakovsky minute. Tartakovsky. Um. Anyway, and that's uh, why. lots of lots of lots of uh, European uh, name discussion between us today. Um. We were talking about the scars cards before we started. Oh, by the way, can I just share something really special? So I so yeah. So Scott and I were discussing the recent you know, happenings of the, the new It movie coming out with that, that photo of, of Bill Skarsgård as, uh, as Pennywise the Dancing Clown. And so it led me on like a wormhole. And now I found myself on the wiki for the character of It. And this is the information. You know how like every Wikipedia thing, there's like the box where they're like where he was born, where he died, who he was married to. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is the information on, on, on It. And I'm just imagining it being like a dating profile. Information. Nicknames. The Clown. The Giant Spider. The Deadlights. Aliases. Pennywise the Dancing Crown. Mr. Robert Bob Gray. Species. Transdimensional ancient demonic entity. Human. Like, as another option. Gender, female, or male. And his nationality is listed as the Deadlights. What an okay. what an interesting character. I guess I've never read that book. It's it's um it's good up until the ending, where I'm sure all that stuff comes into play. Uh, that all comes into play, and also a uh, four four way sexual experience between twelve year olds. Gotcha. In order for them to, that's how they beat it, is they all have sex with each other. That's how they beat it. Yeah, and they lose their innocence. And that's how they beat it. <laughs> what if, what if, that, what if all that ends up then uh, beat it by Michael Jackson plays over the end credits? <laughs> Just like, kind of like a Jonathan, kind of like a McTiernan, like Die Hard, zoom out. Well, the as new, uh, well, the new, uh, the new, the new, it movie, um, the kids, the kids sequences take place in the 80s now. I, I saw that. I saw those set photos of like the theater that was showing like 89 Batman. Yeah. Batman and um, Lethal Weapon 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of cool. You know what else I came out in 1989, Scott? Uh, that would be Back to the Future Part 2. Which, <laughs> which is what we... Have been uh, talking about for the past uh, couple of months. We just uh, we just wrapped up our week with Crystal Beth. Uh, who great is week, a great guest as always. Terrific week, so good. The best week. Yeah, the best week. Uh, next week we were we are going to be joined by uh, the hosts of Back to the Future, the podcast. 
Um, so they'll be yeah. uh, they'll be joining us next week. And then the week after that, relevant to your interests, those of you listening to this, uh, Patreon All-Star Week, which, uh, which will yeah. be, be really exciting. Um, it'll be really exciting to record, less exciting, I would imagine, to try and schedule. But we'll uh, I'll get to work on that um, coming up uh, this week, I think. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's yes, what's coming up on, on, uh, back to the future minute. We, we it, it's, um, it's, uh, there, there's a lot, uh, there, or I, I mean, there's not a lot left to do. Uh, like we don't have that many weeks left. We've only got, I think like eight weeks left of the show, um, before we, uh, hit hiatus. We're done in September. Um, and then wow. we're, uh, we're and then we're we're on hiatus uh, until next year, which is uh, it'll be it'll be nice to have a few months where we're not recording a daily podcast, huh? Wow, the hiatus is going to be that long. Yeah, September until January. Yeah. Wow, we're gonna get so much stuff done. I know that's the plan. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. I mean, I wanted um, I wanted to finish. By by the spring, um, that was the original goal. But in order to do that, uh, we would have had to not go on hiatus again, and I really don't want to do that. So I just sort of let that one go. But um, there was a there was a specific reason why I wanted to be finished in uh, spring, which uh, we can't go into uh, without uh, spoiling future plans. But um, alas, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it would have basically meant to we would be doing uh, we would have no hiatus between two and three and then no hiatus between that and the next thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, that would have been that's a lot. So didn't want to do that. You're referring um, to Ishtar Minute. Yes, Ishtar Minute uh, coming uh, coming in uh, 20, 2018. Um, <laughs> no. Uh <laughs> Oh yeah. Um uh, what's even gonna Ishtar minute followed by Heaven's Gate minute. Yeah. Followed by <laughs> Jacob's Ladder minute. Jacob's Ladder minute. Man, I almost want to do those just to see what Kevin can do art art wise. <laughs> oh poor Kevin. Like would it be us like climbing a ladder? I don't know. <laughs> it's a bummer whatever it is <laughs> um so so yeah so our plans for the for the show for this this version of the show is uh we're going to talk about like i said we're going to do emails we're going to do comments um i was thinking we could do some sort of like top three kind of thing we'll give you we'll give you uh an idea of that uh later in the show because i've got a i've got a top three that uh that i want us to do um but the but the thing with the top three is like it's not we're not going to do like homework we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna be on the fly because that's more fun and on the McFly yeah on the McFly um and uh, yeah that's that's uh, that's that's pretty much it but as far as Back to the Future related things we're gonna talk about the comic so today we're going to be talking about uh, the first half of issue one of the of the IDW series specifically the uh, uh, when Marty met Doc, or when Doc met Marty, I forget which order it's in. Well, I'm holding the the goddamn thing in my hand right now, Scott, and I can tell it's, you. Uh, 
Oh, when Mar- Marty met Emmett. Yeah, when uh, Marty met Emmett. Story yeah. by Bob Gale. Script by Bob Gale and John Barber. With art by Brent Schnuvner. Schnuvner. Schoonover. 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 Uh, yeah. reading Rainbow right now, but only you guys can't see it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be... Uh, we're, we're, we're talking about that today. Um and uh we'll get to that we'll get to that in a second but then the the other stuff that we've talked about doing is talking about uh episodes of the video game uh which i i believe is five episodes long um so maybe talk about like one episode of the video game uh every once in a while maybe because maybe it'll cover me maybe it could be me playing it for the first time because you've already played it right yeah no i would probably just watch like a video of someone else playing it really quickly, like one of those like speed round style. Well, we uh, would kind of end up switching places in that regard because I would be putting in like work to get to the game, but you would be like watching it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like a role true. reversal. That's true. Um, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, so that's that. We're going to be doing that. Um, we've also talked about uh, episodes of the cartoon series. Maybe doing maybe uh, I I was thinking maybe we could alternate between cartoon episodes and comic stories. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so like next week we would do an episode, the first episode of the cartoon. And then the week after that, we do the second story in the comic, something like that. Like as long as we as long as we end up talking about looking for a few good scientists, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. Oh yeah, we will, we'll we'll get to it. Uh, but I don't want to I don't want to burn through the comic because then we'll run out of comic because they do only come out once a month. That's a, yeah, that's the thing. It's like we do have to, you know. There's not an expanded universe out there that we can just go nuts on, you know. Right. Exactly. So uh, and 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 no future movies or anything like that. So um, so yeah, we're definitely uh, we're definitely trying to sparse this out a little bit. Bigger, really um, shitty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, 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 you know, you're, you're, you plant your flag where you land, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then we also talked about watching like maybe like once a month or twice a month or something. Watching, <laughs> the first movie again. No, watching, uh, watching a, uh, uh, movie related to back to the future. So like whether that's, uh, um, primer, like, no. Like whether that's not remotely primer, that's a terrible idea. Uh, whether that's uh, like movies from Robert Zemeckis's uh, filmography, or maybe other Amblin movies, or like 1941 because Bob Gale wrote that, mm-hmm. or Doc Hollywood. Sure, other other uh, other uh, uh, Michael J. Fox movies, or all of know, Taxi, like like. Like nope, uh, like Doc Hollywood or like uh, um, Cars. No, <laughs> like <laughs> sure, yeah, like Doc Doc Hollywood or The Frighteners or you know Adam's Family for some uh, from for some Suburban movie. Commando. I was frozen today. Um, so yeah, stuff like that. Clue. That's uh oh clue that's a good one so so yeah s- something like that um we might do that like every other episode um I don't know we'll see yeah. we'll see we'll see and who I knows, the first maybe thing, the first thing that I want to I want to watch is uh, I want to hold your hand because I've never seen it so yeah me neither um, actually 
Yeah, and that's uh, that's Zemeckis' first film, so uh, we're probably going to be covering that like next week or something. We could outline season one of Hill Valley. <laughs> sure, sure, if people want to hear that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's generally sort of the plan. It's, it's loose. It's loose. It's going to be sort of – it's really going to be whatever we feel like doing that week. Yeah, I mean, the whole point of No Roads Edition is for there to be no roads. Right, exactly. Um, so, so life yeah. is a highway, Scott. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and, and we're, we're always going 88 miles per hour, but maybe, maybe we'll pump the brakes a little. Yeah. We're going to ride it all night long. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's, let's, uh, we got, we got some emails and comments, uh, to get to, um, or, or I should say my favorite comment of the week, which actually, uh, is going to lead to what our uh, top three is going to be this week, which right now I'm calling the uh, the the power the power of three, like the power of love, but the power like our favorite Doctor Who episode, <laughs> or, or our favorite Doctor, the power oh, of three. Um, and man, that's a joke for Cass. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is just Cass. Um, I get well. No, I mean you know this is going to go on our Patreon page. There's there's Doctor's Companion listeners there. Okay, cool for them too. Um, yeah. So so let's uh, let's start there. You want to start there? I would love to. Okay, let's start there. So uh, my favorite comment of the week goes to Haley, who is a regular uh, contributor to our uh, webpage, and um, it's funny because it's also the most recent comment. Uh, but I swear that's not the reason. It's it's just the one that like had my imagination racing uh, when I read it. Mm. But it is it is from uh, part two, minute fifty nine. How to not lose? Okay. And she says you mentioned Boy with Apple, and I had the insane thought: What if Wes Anderson had directed the Back to the Future trilogy? She said, my God, all the screen symmetry between characters in different timelines, the colors, obsessively composed close-ups of the almanac and the wishing well photo. Oh, my goodness. Doc's not-to-scale so, not model of Hill Valley would take on a totally different look and probably be popular with stop-motion puppets of the DeLorean, Marty, Doc. And you can imagine how they would shoot Marty handwriting the letter warning Doc about the terrorists. <laughs> I need to see this so I can laugh into infinity. Yeah, no, it would make uh, a great. I would make a great YouTube video. Right, they did that. They did that. Uh, Wes Anderson directs the X Men, and it was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. uh, I would love to see that. Um, the one, the one years. SNL did with Edward Norton was also really good. Oh yeah, the the, the he directs a slasher movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a that great idea. That would be that. Would, I would love to make that. Honestly, totally. Yeah, that could be like a fun project for us to do at some point. Yeah. Like a, um, like a parody thing. You know, what's really funny is, you, you know, you bring it all back to boy with Apple. It's almost as if Wes Anderson already has made a time travel movie in the, in the form of grand Budapest hotel, you know? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, sort of in, in the way that like, you know, how he, he comes up with a way to visually tell like what time era of times that we're in, you know? Yeah. I'd be interested to know. Uh, I, I, I'd be interested. I think the thing I'd most be interested in, would be like, would he do a DeLorean or would he do something else as like the car? Yeah, would he just use like Bill Murray? <laughs> just use Bill Murray. They all yeah, just man. like piggyback ride on Bill Murray. Yeah. 
Uh, Gene Hackman would be Doc. G- G- no, Bill Murray would be Doc. Yeah, that's true. Bill Murray would be Doc. Um, Jason Schwartzman would still Oh, be no, 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 no. It would go back to Jeff Goldblum, probably, right? <laughs> Jeff Goldblum would be Doc. That'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah, Jeff Goldblum with the crazy mustache that he's got in uh, in uh, uh, Grand Budapest. Totally. Um, yeah. and, 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 and he has that cat, but instead he would have like a weird dog and that would be Einstein. Yeah, like Einstein. Yeah. Like a weird um, little lap dog. Uh... You Char- know, I just realized something. Charlize Ronan could be could be the Jennifer, or Marty. And you know, or I Marty. just I just realized something. Charlize Ronan, yeah. Sorry. Have you have you have have we we've never pointed out that both Einstein and Doc have the same haircut? <laughs> That's totally true. Yeah, the, it, which, it, which is which is Albert Einstein's haircut. Yeah, totally. All three of them share the same haircut. He, he's totally he, he's become his dog, or like Einstein has yeah. become. They become each other. It's like um, yeah. it's like that old little pedophile man and his dog on Family Guy. No, it's a, it's a, it's amazing. It's that's I've never put that together. But yeah, Doc is like the human being version of Einstein. Like, Einstein the dog, not Einstein the man, who is already a human being. You know so, what? What if? What if? I mean, you know, kind of a muppet. Let's be no, honest. Not, not to get too Cloud Atlas about it, but but what if like that is on that is Albert Einstein in some kind of weird cosmic way, and they've sort of found <laughs> each other. That would be amazing. Time. I mean, it's not. I don't. I mean, I guess it's possible because we don't know when uh, when when Doc uh, bought Einstein, ended up with Einstein, found Einstein. I don't know. That's true because we know that in the fifties he had Copernicus. Right. Hold on, I'm, I'm going to look up when Albert Einstein died. I think he must have died in the late 50s, early 60s, right? Mid-60s, something like that. Let's see. Fun fact, you know, um, he's actually, I'll be honest, my, 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 he's only my second favorite Albert Einstein. My first favorite Albert Einstein is the writer and director of Defending Your Life, Albert Brooks. Oh, yes. Um, he died. In, whoa, Scott. What? He died on April 18th, 1955. Whoa, really? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's bananas. Uh, so, so, so Doc was still mourning that loss. Yeah. When and we then, meet him in 1955. Yeah. And then, you know, the soul kind of does what it, you know, it's lost around a little bit in that, in that, you know, that, that, that phase between birth and rebirth. And then yeah. he took the form of this of this hound of this of this of this dog. Yeah, very interesting. But yeah, that's uh, that Haley's comment uh, about Wesley. Haley's Anderson. comment, nice. Yeah, <laughs> Haley's comment uh, really got my my mind racing about what a Wes Anderson directed Back to the Future trilogy would look like, and I was just I'm I'm on board with her. I I want to totally. see this. Um, 100%. Natalie Portman is Lorraine. Can you, can you, <laughs> um, I, yeah, uh, I don't know if I like that. What, what else you got? Who, Have who you else? ever noticed that he doesn't really work with the same women over and over again? That's like, true. He's uh, well, gotten great, how, he's many gotten, does he, how many times has he worked with Angelica Houston? That's kind of the rare exception, I think. Because yeah. like, because like, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow was in another one. Um, true. You know, Charcher Ronan, Charcher Ronan. I think he's only worked with girls since then right 
Yeah, they're really, you know, oh, well, hold on. Because, like, Frances McDormand. Mm-hmm. Older ladies and, and girls, right? I Tilda Swinton, he's worked with right. twice, right? At this point, it wasn't Tilda Swinton in, um, in, uh, in uh, Moonrise Kingdom? I think so. I don't it's know. To, it's hard to tell with her. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think I think the problem with um, with him and women is that like I, I think he he is looking for a very specific kind of woman, mm-hmm. and those actresses just aren't really working anymore, which is why he tends to get older actresses. I think. Sure, like his, his sort of his style recalls an older generation. Yeah, yeah, and and those those kinds of actresses just they don't get work; they just do stage stuff mm-hmm. now, you know. So, um, I don't know. Be, I okay, don't, I don't, okay. I don't so, so, so let's do this. So, we'll we'll start at the top. We'll work our way to the bottom. We'll only do the main characters for the sake of brevity. Okay. Okay. Mar- who who do you see? So you said so you, so you said Charlize Ronan playing Marty McFly. I don't know. I mean, that was that that was my that was my gut in in a Wes Anderson, in a Wes Anderson. You don't think it would be it would be it would be zero from? You don't think it would be the bellboy? Uh No, I don't think so. Okay, well, for some reason, for some reason, I I don't know why, but my heart is telling me his Marty would be black. I don't know why. Which is which is like the I don't think Wes Anderson has seen a black person before, so this would be fascinating. Right. No, I know. That's why it's so weird. It's like yeah. it's like it's the polar opposite of what you think of with Wes Anderson, which is like blindingly white. Um, yeah, ag- aggressively white. Aggressively white, with the exception of like the 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 like you know every once in a while there would be like this weird esoteric character who's not white, um, sure. or the uh, the love interest in Bottle Rocket. Like that's it. Um, but, but for some reason I picture or a driver or something. Yeah. 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 But for some reason I picture like a nerdy, like black guy. So like kind of like a, uh, like a Tyler James Williams type of dude. Who's that? Uh, uh, everybody hates Chris. Oh, uh, me, not quite more like, uh, more like Donald Glover, like 10 years ago, you know? Okay. Maybe like Malcolm Adekondi from dope. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, sure. Dude, wait, no, you know who'd be a great Marty? Uh, also from Dope, uh, uh, Kirstie Clemens. Oh yeah, she's even better. Cool. She's got like that cool kid swag, like that Marty. Oh movie. yeah, and I could see her working in uh, in a Wes Anderson movie. And I could see her like skateboarding and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm on board with that. Okay, so Kirstie Clemens is Marty. Bill Murray as Doc. Yeah. Bill. Um, wait. Bill. Bill Murray or. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is Doc. Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Um, Bill Murray. Who Who else is there? Are there any other older guys? I think I think Bill Murray would like cameo is like Strickland or something. Yeah, like Strickland or like, like a chill Strickland. <laughs> a slacker. Um, you know who you are. You're a slacker. <laughs> he's just, so he's so he's in he's in Rushmore mode in this one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Rushmore. I'm into that. Um, oh yeah! Speaking of Rushmore, Jason Schwartzman is George. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. Oh man. Um, and then like Olivia Williams is Lorraine. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> they finally get together. Um, Maybe. Uh, what? What? What about? Um, Kate Blanchett. No, no. As as 
as Lorraine, you have to cast youngish. That's true. Least, yeah, you at least can't. at least at Jason Jason Schwartzman's age range. Sure. Uh, maybe like, uh, what's what's how? Uh, what Zoe what, Kazan? Uh, Zoe Kazan would be good. Yeah, Zoe Kazan. I like that. I actually like her better as Jennifer. I think. Oh yeah. I like her better as Jennifer. Maybe um Mary Elizabeth. Well, no, that's just Scott Pilgrim. Um, <laughs> Scott, don't do that. Don't do that thing where you make everything Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, <laughs> I want to do it too, but we can't. <laughs> um, man, God, you know who I would love to see in a Wes Anderson movie? This is unrelated, but uh, Michael Sarah. Uh, what's that? Michael Sarah? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, uh, oh crap! I uh, Rosamund Pike. Oh, totally. Oh, did Rosamund Pike? Should be in more, just more things in general. Well, yes, but I would love to see her in a Wes Anderson movie. That would be, that would be my jam. It's I, animated, I don't know right? who would be a good Lorraine. I don't know. It's like, just such a... Opposite Jason, opposite Jason Schwartz. Dude, what about like, uh, what about someone new, like Tatiana Maslany? Like someone new, add someone new to the troupe, you know? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I mean, she would definitely have the chops of playing the, the younger and older Lorraine. Yeah. That's for sure. And she's sort of ageless in that way, you know, like Yeah. That's true. Um, that's true. I kinda I like that. I'm on board for that. I like that. Sweet. Tatiana okay. Maslany. Well now the elephant in the room. Uh, uh Biff. And subsequently all tannins. Right. It's all tannins. Uh who who plays all tannins? Um I think it has to be like like John Carroll Lynch or like <laughs> Like, Who? like, like Ben Mendelsohn. You know what I mean? Just like, I, I don't. I, you just named two people I don't know by their name. I'm not sure who that is. Okay. Um. Have you ever seen Zodiac? Oh yeah. Do you remember Zodiac? The yeah, guy? yeah. The guy, the the guy who played the uh, the 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 brother, the cross dressing brother, right in uh, in uh, the Drew Carey show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been in like American Horror Story, and he's just one of the, like those dudes. Um, yeah, he's way too old though. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. That's you true. keep forgetting that you have to cast them young. Oh, you know who? You know who? He would be great as Biff, and I know you haven't seen him yet, but there's a guy. His name is Ben Powell, and he was hilarious in Scream Queens as like the alpha jock dude. That's like Emma Roberts's boyfriend. And he's also in Everybody Wants Some, and he's just like so good. And hmm. I, I think he could really get like the doofusy like aggression that like Biff has. Hmm. And he like he he's young, but he looks young in that way that like old photos of your dad look young. You know what I mean? It's really weird. Hmm. That, I mean, that's why I think that's why he works so well in Everybody Wants Some. Yeah, I don't know him. Yeah, don't know. Never seen him before. Um, uh, ben Mendelsohn is, um, he was in Mississippi Grind. Um, he's about to be, you're, you're, you're going to see him in, uh, in row one as like that Imperial officer guy with like, that's where he's all white. Oh, he's like really old. What are you I doing? Know, I know, I know. That was before you told me. I just, I just want those two guys to play Pip. Um, that's so weird. That's weird. That Ben, ben Mendelsohn. That's a weird cat. You might as well have just been like Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen as Biff would be incredible. Just like a <laughs> really Mikkelsen as Doc would be really intense. Hello, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wonder why you were going back in time. Is it because you fear the present? 
<laughs> He's not that like Austrian. Just like raw sexual energy. <laughs> and Marty's just like, I don't know what's going on. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't Look know. Look at eyes, Marty. If, uh, hmm. Not I'm sure. I'm trying to think of uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne is not going to be good. Too. Trying to think of you, just like actors that I even know right now. As Biff? Yeah. Well, because well, you know, you know, name a young, interesting white male actor. You know, there are none. I guess that's true. Miles Teller would be interesting as Biff. Like yeah. a frat, like a frat Biff. Yeah. Maybe I could see that, and I mean he has put on a a, a little a little beef since uh, since doing that uh, boxing movie mm-hmm. that he just did. Maybe maybe him. I don't know. I don't know. That's oh. that's a tough one. What about um? What about Jesse Plemons? Is he is he too old? Oh, that's pretty good. He might be a little too chill for Biff. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> yeah. even when he's confrontational, he's like super chill about it. Yeah. I don't know. That's really tough. Uh that's really tough. What about what if what if you went what if you went here's something that we never talk about. What if you went uh what if you went like um uh John Boyega for Biff? Oh totally. That that'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because John Boyega's good at, at at playing like the fool, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, He's not afraid to not look cool. Um, well, and I just, I just imagine, I'm just imagining all the behind-the-scenes photos of him shooting that, and, <laughs> sure. and him just being like the most excited. Yeah, like, about playing. Biff I mean, I mean, it would, I mean, it would change everything about the context of the character. But yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, I, I don't know. Anyway, he was a bully in 1950. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. Out of my way, white oh, people. Man. Out of my way, white people. I just love the idea of John Boyega being, being, being Jason Schwartzman's bully. McFly! Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. Or maybe, uh, maybe Jason Schwartzman is Beff. Oh, that'd be funny, yeah. Because and, and then yeah. and then you do um, you do. Oh, you know what's funny? We we picked a black actress from Marty, and oh, we, then we made two made white parents. parents. Maybe yeah, John Boyega is George. Yeah, John Boyega is George, or like uh, Donald Glover is George. Yeah, there you go. I think we figured um, it out. Yeah, and then and then um, yeah. <laughs> that, that actually, is weird. I like actually I, I like Jason Schwartzman as uh, as Biff a lot, actually. Yeah, totally. We know I, I can, can picture like that opening scene of him in 1985, like bullying older George. Like I can picture that Jason Schwartzman Biff. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, yeah. So that's that's our Wes Anderson. <laughs> Wes Anderson. You asked. Back to the future. But but yeah. So so I said that we would do top threes and uh, 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 an on the McFly top three, and. Um, I thought uh, a good one would be uh, what would be your in no particular order. What are three other directors that you would love to see in an alternate universe direct the Back to the Future trilogy? You want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, we'll take turns. Okay. Uh, so you go first with your first one. Okay, Lars von Trier. 
Whoa. <laughs> any, m- not any, most alternate universe movie universes, I would want to see what Lars von Trier does with like any. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he must go back to the past and have sex with his mother. Oh my God. In this way, man becomes his own creator. That's a, that's horrible. I do not want to see that at all. Um, um, it would also it would also end with the paradox ending the universe. Yes, I also I, I was going to say this again, but it would have just been the same joke twice. So I will I will also say Nicholas Winding Refn for the same reasons. Okay. All right, but I'd be uh, more that's interested not in one Winding. Of your three. That's I think Winding Refn though actually would work because of his old like eighties fetish. Oh yeah, for sure. But but if you did if you didn't like Nicholas Winding Refn, you would have to do he would have to do. Uh, uh, it would take place in modern day and you'd go back to 1985. Totally. And by the way, El Fanning is Lorraine. Mic drop. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay. So, so was that, was that two for you or just like one A and one B? You know, I'm going to replace Lars von Trier with, with Nicholas Winding Refn. Okay. All right. Because that one's um, I, my first instinct, my, mine, uh, I, I think I'm going to go with, it's not the most, it's not the most interesting choice, but I think that it would be a really solid choice, and I would go with Joe Cornish. Oh, totally, yeah. Because I think Attack the Block is the most Amblin-y movie that we've gotten in the past ten years. Because everyone, everyone's usual go-to is like Super Eight, but Super Eight isn't an Amblin movie. Super Eight is a Spielberg movie specifically. Sure. Um, whereas. You know, Amblin made a lot of movies, not just Spielberg ones. Sure, um, and they had other directors sort of in their in their catalog. Right. I mean, Zemeckis was one of them. You know, mm-hmm. and I and I think that Attack the Block is the most Amblin-y kind of movie that we've gotten of the past like ten years because it's like really original, but it's like mm-hmm. small, but it's about young people, and it's not like overly directed. You know, and and so like I think he would be a really cool choice. When does um when does uh, Stranger Things come out on Netflix? Uh, tomorrow, I think. Oh, I'm so excited! Uh, tomorrow, not as this. We're releasing this on Saturday, so it'd be July 16th. So yesterday, to everyone listening to this. Cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what's your what's your uh, what's your number two? Okay, well, again, this is kind of uh, an obscure pick, but not for the sake of being obscure. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm, gonna even, I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, but uh, Gillian Robes-Pierre. Uh, okay. She was the writer-director of Obvious Child. And, oh, I never um, saw that. Oh, wait, wait, did I? The Jenny Slate. Oh, I did see this. Yeah. Yeah. The one where she, it's like the weekend leading up to her getting an abortion and it's like, Oh, oh Jenny Slate would be a great Lorraine. Totally. Yeah. And like, I just, um, I think it would be interesting to see back to the future told through the, the lens of a feminine director just mm-hmm. because it is, you know, it, it, you know, Marty and doc and then, you know, the bobs and, you know, it, there, there aren't a lot of, um, you know, there hasn't been a lot of, uh, of, of female stuff in the series but what we do have is so beloved by so many people like and i, I feel like this franchise is so unique in that it, it is so welcoming towards different kinds of people um in a way that like clearly ghostbusters isn't but um <laughs> right. 
but but and so I just and I'm, and plus I think it would be a really cool thing to see you know kind of like the old um like the the uh, what uh, the Colin Trevorrow rule of like well, what would happen if you give this person thirty million dollars you know uh huh so that would be interesting oh yeah no I like that that's interesting um I think I think I'll go off of that and I'll say um. I'll say uh, Jack Schaefer, uh, the oh yes, the the, the director of Timer. Um, she's uh, the only film that she's ever directed, and it blew me away. And I know most of the people who have seen it are pretty blown away by it. The fact that she hasn't directed another movie since then is kind of mind-boggling to me. Yeah, and uh, it's sort of like a, just a really unfortunate side effect of like this industry that someone. That, you know, it, 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 it just screams, like, let me direct, like, like, give me a TV show. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, totally. It does. Well, and, 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 you know, and she wrote that, uh, that, that new, uh, like sci-fi comedy script, right. um, that, that sold that she isn't directing, um, mm-hmm. because she, I think she even said that she wouldn't want to direct it cause it's too big. So maybe she wouldn't want to direct it in the future, but, uh. Maybe this would be like her crossing. Maybe this would be like her prestige or her. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, it would be. It would be. It'll be. Uh, it'll be really cool. I, I. I'm excited. Like I think, isn't it? It's about um, what's, what's her? What's her thing? It's an alien invasion movie, and it's like, it's it's, it's like a. It takes place at like a, like a like a, like a baby shower or. Something like that. It was. It was a really cool. It had a really cool like theme to it that I was like, oh, that's. That's awesome. What the, that, yeah, it was like one of those things where it was like, oh my God, that's a great idea. Didn't you have like a positive like interaction with her on Twitter once like a few months ago? No. Okay. I guess there might uh, No, it's called uh yeah, it's called uh The Shower. And it's uh Anne Hathaway is producing it, um, and oh, presumably cool. starring in it. Mm-hmm. And uh it takes place um Let's see. So the story begins with a bright baby shower when the guests find themselves under darker skies, a meteor shower. These meteors, however, turn men into blood hungry aliens and the women must fight to not only save themselves, but also the world. Oh, damn. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and especially coming from because like timer is so as interesting as the as the premises, it's so much about the characters. So. So that that premise just sounds like rife with like interesting things about like adulthood and stuff like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sounds Which like our kind of favorite, movie. My favorite kinds of things. So. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, so, so that's my that's my number two. What's what's your what's your third? Oh god. See, it's like I I don't want to. It's it'd be so. I, I almost feel like we neither of us should be allowed to say Edgar Wright because I know just, that's that was that was my internally. That's what I was saying in my head. Like, don't say Edgar Wright. Don't say yeah. Edgar. that's how I came up with Joe Cornish originally because my gut said Edgar Wright and I was like no 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 take that off the table don't do Edgar Wright come on like Ed, like Ed, Edgar Wright could direct like a, a documentary about like like <laughs> erosion and yeah. I would be like oh yeah the mountains yeah um so oh you know it'd be really 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 cool kind of, you know it's funny you say that but he kind of directed that that was like his uh, Daft Punk music. Video. That's very true. The one with Pharrell. Wait, was it Daft Punk or it was it was someone with Daft Punk? Yeah, yeah. Right? It, it was it was Pharrell featuring Daft Daft right. Punk. That was kind of about the erosion of the oh, God, I loved the music video of the kids dancing. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great one. And then Have there's the, the, uh, La La Land? the what's that? Have you seen the trailer for La La Land? Oh my god, yes. I haven't seen it yet. Oh god, it's it's not it's not as spoilery as you would think it is. It's like oh, I just is, haven't yet. It is oh, okay. It's a it's a teaser in the strictest sense. Dope. I mean, it's phenomenal. There's not even any dialogue in it. It's just like, it's just like one yeah. like minute and a half performance of a song with like footage That's over awesome. it. Yeah, it's great. I uh, and I don't want to sound like a like a like a obnoxious kid for saying this, but it, it also I when I, I when I found out about it or when I heard the trailer dropped, I I went to go find out when it came out. Because I'm kind of really excited about possibly seeing that movie in L.A. Oh, yeah. And I was like, December. Okay, that gives me plenty of time. To- yeah, that's really cool. Um, so my third choice is kind of inspired by recent events in or, you know, um, so Scott and I are getting ready to write um, uh, a screenplay. And uh, one of the movies that, that has come up a lot um, as like a reference point, not in terms of like what it's about, but in terms of like energy is uh clueless. Yeah. Um, so, and I just, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I watched it when I was like a kid and I was like, that was a fun movie. But then, you know, you can go back and like, Oh, this is actually like really smart. So I would, I would be really into seeing Amy Heckerling direct the back to the future. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Even though, even though I'll say, uh, I think that she's only made two and a half good movies. Yeah. And that's kind of the, that sort but, of, but, the risk. But, but she's only made like five movies. So yeah, yeah, totally. Like I, I wasn't too crazy about the one about vampires, but, no. but clueless is just so genius. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And you know, one that no one ever talks about is loser. Do you ever see loser? Yes. Okay. I with Jason Biggs. Yeah. <laughs> I once, um, my friend Jacob, uh, you know, Jacob, you, you never, never met him, but you know, his voice and stuff. Right. Um, he was, he was sick once and he didn't come to school. So me and my friend Maria like visited him after school and we brought him like treats and stuff from like the, the G, the GQ, the QT and, um, but loser was on TV and the three of us ended up watching it like on his bed together. And I just remember that. Oh, it's good. No, I know. It, it, it's a good movie that, like, no one pays attention to. And Jason Biggs kind of went through a really, um, like, Michael Sarah type backlash back in the, like, 2000s. Did he? I, don't I know. know I he, like- he, he went through a backlash on Orange is the New Black, that's for sure. Well, um, yeah, but that was kind of inspired by him as a person. Uh, no, that was, that was the career backlash that he got shortly after that, but people couldn't stand him on Orange is the New yeah, Black. Yeah, you have to wonder, kid. like... Sometimes, sometimes I think about, um, like, what if, like, what if John Hamm had played Larry? Like, would you know what I mean? Like, what was it? Is it the character or the actor, or is it both? You know? I think it's both. I mean, I don't think that he was written particularly well. Sure. Uh, and I, I think that uh, Jason, uh, what Biggs. Jason Biggs didn't. Uh, I kept wanting to say Bateman. Uh, Jason Biggs didn't do the character any favors you know yeah you know jason bateman would probably direct a really interesting back to the future movie he's only done directed i mean he's directed two movies but only one of them is out yet i think right no the family fan came out it just came out for like two weeks oh oh it it it, it played at the music box and i was like i'm gonna oh it's already gone oh crap okay (laughs) whoops dude pop star 
You can rent it in August on iTunes. Oh, cool. I will, I know, but it's all, it's also like, oh, that sucks, but cool. We'll definitely do that. Um, I mean, it wasn't, I didn't think it was advertised particularly well. No, I mean. that's That was the problem. They didn't spend any money on marketing of that movie. Um, I think that's why that movie kind of bombed. It's unfortunate, but. So happens. those are our, okay. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. Well, well, what is your final name? Oh, um, man, I was like trying to think about what okay. I would, what I would, who I would pick. I think I'm going to, I'm going to go. <sighs> so just to recap. So yeah. we have, we have Nicholas winding Refn, mm-hmm. um, Joe Cornish, Joe Cornish, Gillian Robs Perry, Jack Schaefer. And then I just said, um, Amy Heckerling. And then I will say the directorial debut of cinematographer Bill Pope. Oh, that would be dope. Yeah. <laughs> for, for half a second, I was like, the, the directorial debut of one Mr. Scott Carell. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, oh. I mean, I would accept that too, as long as yeah. Bill Pope was my DP. Oh, um, man. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, that's great. And, there, and then like... There's so many TV people. Like, I wonder what like Rachel Talali would look like, and like, um, well, Rachel Talali isn't is only a TV person because she can't get a career off the ground in features. But she did features right. first. Mm-hmm. She did uh, Tank Girl. Oh right, I love Tank Girl a lot. Yeah, actually. that's that's Rachel Talali. I never put that together. And then there's that other guy that doesn't work anymore, but he was like a big. He directed like Big Bang and. Um, the 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 paradox opens or the 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 Pandora opens. Oh yeah, well, here we go referencing Doctor Who again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's uh. There's also uh. I I I'm I'm always a fan of Paul McGuigan but on TV, but his movies usually leave something to be desired. Sure. I I, I do you think what what's that guy's deal? You think he's just like kind of a pushover? And just gets like shoved around by the studio and forced to do things. Oh man, I don't know. Making a movie is so hard. You know what I mean? I like, just a it's, bummer. Like each each individual case is so specific that it's mm-hmm. like he works really well on TV, but just for some reason, maybe like the speed of it. I don't know. Maybe I would love to see him do. He's never directed uh, Doctor Who, but I would love to see him like when they. Um, kind of reboot the show again after Moffat leaves and, and, and presumably reboot like the style of the show. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to have him do that first episode. Cause I'd love to see what his TARDIS interior would look like because yeah, he's like really cool. into like background design, you know? Oh wait, can I add one more name to back to the future? Honorable mention. Go ahead. Honorable mention of Richard Awadi. Oh, you son of a bitch. Because when you That's mentioned good. when you mentioned background, I thought of the double, and then I was like, "Oh." Well, I well, I mean, I've always said that uh, Richard Iowati is the is the creative love child of Wes Anderson and Edgar Wright. Yeah, with like a little bit of Kubrick in there. Yeah, I mean, I uh, he's warmer than Kubrick, but like, is it does he have Kubrick? I don't know. I guess I, I guess I just associate anything like I, with I just think well because like. I just think that like the weirdness is the Wes Anderson stuff. Right. And the kind of like twee like light twee sensibility, you know? Yeah. That's really just submarine, honestly though. I guess that's true. I guess the, the double so different. I guess the double is more Edgar Wright and and, and Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, where, I guess. Whereas like, whereas the other one is Wes Anderson and Edgar Wright. 
then that's really interesting because who knows what his third movie is going to be like. That's true. God, I, I would kill for him to direct a um, Umbrella Academy movie. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be amazing at that. Anyway, that's unrelated. Um, Richard, Richard Iowati, that is a good pull, sir. That is a good pull. Uh, yeah, that's, that's good. Um, all right. Well, that's, uh, that's our, that's our on the McFly power of three countdown. I don't know what we're going to call it. Give us, give us, give us something to call that. I like on the McFly. It sounds like his debut album. Well, but, but, but it has to be, it has to, it has to signify that it's a top three of some sort, you know? McFly's top three. Mc, Mc, uh, on the McFly, the the McFly pick three. McFly, I don't know. Three pick three. I don't know. Anyway, help us out, guys. Um, yeah. You're listening. Help us out. Don't you hear us struggling? We're drowning. <laughs> yeah, help us. <laughs> help us. Uh, all right. So thank. So so thanks again to uh, Haley and and congratulations on being comment of the week. Uh, and, uh, and you gave us a lot to talk about out of your one comment and, and you too can give us a lot to talk about in your in comments, uh, by, uh, by, uh, leaving comments on, on the website. Lots of really great comments this week. Really great comments. Um, there's actually, there's actually one that I wanted to call back to because, uh, on Twitter in, uh, in episode, uh, 63, uh, part two, minute sixty-three. We talked about how we were wondering, like, what the what the status of uh, of uh, part three knowledge was at the mm-hmm. time of the release of part two. Oh yeah, I read that. Yeah, yeah, and we were informed on on Twitter that everyone knew that part three was a thing. That it was it was like talked about in the media and all of this stuff. And then we uh, we got a. a a comment on the website that actually directly contradicts this. Um, this is from Sean who said that he was nine years old in 1989. Now that might be part of the reason why he isn't aware of, uh, he wasn't aware of uh, part three. Um, Cause you know, at nine years old, you're not really like following the trades, I guess, you know? <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, he, he, he talks about all of the, all of his memories of the release of the movie um, and then said that, uh, nowhere in any of the tons of promotion of the film, was there any hint of part three when to be continued came on the screen, followed by the part three trailer, the audience was in complete surprise and laughed and cheered. It was glorious. I remember everyone leaving the theater chattering about the cliffhanger and about part three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know, maybe it's just, maybe it was just a person to person thing. It's maybe, maybe the info information was out there if you were looking for it or if you were watching the right things or reading the right things. But if you weren't a part of that, if you weren't looking for it, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it was a surprise, you know? Yeah. It sounds like it was just easier to not know stuff back then. Yeah. Like if you really wanted to, you know, it was you you could still like have the inside scoop, but it was like way more difficult. Right. It was a it was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. Before the internet. Before the dark times. Uh <coughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh <laughs> left me <laughs> hanging on my Star Wars references. I was 
<coughs> um, yeah. Just caught me off guard. Okay. All right. Stop reading whatever gossip rap you read. <laughs> yep. Uh, I know you. I know you really love Taylor Swift, but <laughs> you need to let her let her have her life. Just mm-hmm. just let her have her life. Stop reading about everyone. Everyone. <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, so we also got uh, some emails, but we'll get to that in a little while. Let's uh, let's talk about the comic, huh? Yes. Okay. So uh, the comic, uh, as you stated earlier, uh, when Marty met Emmett. Story by Bob Gale, script by Bob Gale and John Barber, art by Brent Schoonover, inks by David Witt. That's, that's, I don't like that. I don't like that it's called art by Brent Schoonover. Because it's not art by Brent Schoonover, it's just the pencils. Yeah, is that like a union thing? Like, like what are the rules between, like... No, no, there are no rules. And that's, that's kind of a big problem with, with comics. There is no union in the comics oh. industry. Yeah. So so it's, it's a, totally someone's allowed to say art by someone. Even though the art isn't by them, it's just the pencils. Yeah, and it, it it you know it's art, kind of art like should art to me should signify uh like in off. in movies, in movies, it's like when you say written by so and so, that means that the story and the screenplay was written by them. Whereas like if it's a story and screenplay by it's like story by this person, screenplay by this person, like it's separate elements, you know, it's it sort of, it sort of goes back to your, uh, your natural aversion of the, um, a, a film by blank. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. Sure. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, I'm sure much like, I mean, even arguably to a greater extent, comics are, are such a collaborative medium. Right, unless it's Brian Lee O'Malley or or that sort of person who's like a writer, yeah, or like, or like a Jeff Smith or like a yeah. or like a uh, um, Terry Moore, a, yeah, or, or uh, the, the author of Persepolis, yeah, sure. That's I mean that's that's the thing, but like yeah, Scott McCloud, right, right, yeah. So that bugs me. I don't like that it says art by Brent Schoonover because he just did the pencils. Because there's an inker, David Witt, and a colorist, Kelly Fitzpatrick. Yeah, um, <laughs> totally. Together, they made the art. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so we start with uh, Doc, and he's he's working in his uh, his his lab in uh, in the eighteen eighteen uh, hundreds, um, back in the old west. And uh, Clara and the kids uh, come by to to um, visit. I guess. <laughs> it, Hi, I Dad. Know, I don't know if they're because they're very dressed up. Um, I mean, granted, like you never didn't dress up back then, but uh, I don't know if they're on their way somewhere or are they on their way somewhere or are they just stopping by the barn? I think this is just what they wear because I think I think this is just like like their their character outfits, you know? Yeah, I guess that's true. Like Clara is always going to wear her purple. What's it? Right. But uh, yeah, so so Emma, uh, Doc is trying to um, he's trying to reinvent the uh flux capacitor um but he's only gotten it up to uh 0.04 gigawatts um <laughs> and he's very disappointed by this fact uh and uh, and then he says yeah it's about time that I, I i tell you a little bit about my past and so he he talks about how the land in front of the barn is where they're going to build a house in 1915 that's eventually going to burn down in 1962 and become just a garage 
1985. Uh, the greatest Burger King that ever stood. Yeah, which which leads us to October 2nd, 1982, where we meet uh, a a 13 year old Marty McFly playing. <laughs> Who is uh, adorable. Yeah, playing playing uh, playing guitar on a tube amp, um, in his in his garage, and uh, Needles and his gang, which is uh, a big mullety guy. He's got like a skull on his shirt. He kind of looks like mm-hmm. like an overweight Sid with a mullet, <laughs> sure, uh, a little bit. Uh, and then a and then a lady in uh, a, a girl in uh, fishnets, looks mm-hmm. like uh, Black Canary kind of. It is. It's it's it, it's Dino Lance. Dino Lance. I I uh, I wonder. Like, do you, do you think uh, do you think Fishnets is like? Uh, do you think that's Tiff? You know, there's Star Wars fans have have done more with less. So I I feel like we could pretty safely, like, hold on. I'm just gonna try and get like a good look at. Yeah. Yeah. No. I that looks like Busy Phillips to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I like that that's just our canon. That's who played that character. Um, <laughs> sure. It, the the just, two are almost inseparable. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so this is 1982, Scott. This, this means that uh, Marty is still a, a year away from, uh, from sports being released. That's true. He hasn't, uh, he hasn't discovered Huey Lewis yet. All he has to listen to is picture this. And who the hell listened to picture this? Yeah, it's true. No one. Literally no one. Um... Sure, it had working for a living and do you believe in love, but it was it was no sports. No, no, it was no sports. Uh, yeah, so so I I I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll, okay, so what happens is basically f- uh, flea or, or flea flea <laughs> needles <laughs> drops by uh, with his posse and says that the uh, the Marty's sounding pretty good. Um, for a 13 year old for, for a 13 year old and it must be because he has a brand new tube in his tube amplifier and uh he's going to borrow the tube this is something that i've never heard of before and you know i was a musician for like yeah like six years i've never heard of borrowing a tube from someone i mean granted most people don't use tube amps anymore i i had one uh, I had a tube amp and a half stack because I thought tube amp sounded better, but no one else had a tube amp. Most people just had like a regular, just plain closed back electric, electric amp. Like it was just a regular amplifier, not a tube amplifier. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's weird that uh, he needs, he wants this tube. The tube, a tube for those of you who don't know, like it's the tube is like a, uh, it's 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 basically it's called an interocitor tube it, but musicians just call it like a tube amp but uh it's kind of similar to like the tube in like a television you know it's not like it looks like a light bulb but it's not a light bulb it it, it does another something else i'm not exactly sure i'm shaky on the actual science i just know that it works You're and fine. it does sound a little warmer um, and it's how all amplifiers were done uh, in like the 70s, 60s, 50s. That that right, of- easy, David Martin. What's that? I said, e- never mind. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is a little. It, it's just awkward hearing a hearing a kid say, "Hey, McFly, I I, I need your interceptor. All right, I need your 
because because he says the word. Yeah, interocitor too. Interocitor. I'm like, that's a five dollar word for like a like a young '80s bully, you know? Yeah, yeah. And again, like I said, it's not a thing you borrow. You don't just borrow <laughs> interocitor tubes. Maybe um, they just saw it and it was like, oh my god, look at McFly. He has an interocitor tube. I'm going to steal it from him. Maybe. But that would make even less sense because then it's like, how does he know what an interocitor tube is then? It's kind of, maybe it's kind of like, it's very specific. Yeah, maybe it would be like seeing someone making something with like, like an 80s handheld camera and you're like, hey, can I borrow your 80, your Sony camera, McFly? (laughs) Maybe. Look at Step on it. (laughs) So, so uh, Needles wants to borrow it. And uh, Marty says he'll rent it to him for $5, which seems like an awful lot for 1982. It's a real Alex P. Keaton response. It is. I do like that Marty's not being pushed around, though. Totally. Um, like, like he is he is saying, like, no, 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 no. You, you, can, you can rent it. We're not friends. You don't get to borrow things. <laughs> I'll, I'll rent it to you to avoid confrontation, but you're not going to steal it. You're not taking it. I'm getting some President Reagan says we all we all owed a dollar. Needle says he's gonna he'll he'll pay him when he brings it back. Marty says no, and then Needles drops the the bulb and it crashes. Uh, and he and, says, "Now I'm gonna have to pound you. Now I'm gonna have to pound you. I'm gonna have uh, to pound you, Marty. Marty, you're about to get pounded by Needles." Uh, so basically, Needles ha- gives Marty an ultimatum. Basically, I was going to borrow your tube and because you broke the tube when it fell out of my hands, uh, you need to bring me a tube by four o'clock today, a replacement tube, um, or you're not getting your guitar back. So, so needles takes Marty's guitar and he's like, but I don't, I I can't get a tube. I don't, I don't have money for one. He's like, well, I guess you're just gonna have to steal one. And, uh, tip says that. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, if, if these characters actually have names that we're not aware of, let us know listeners. Cause I'm not sure, but, um, Bob. yeah. Uh, so then he goes to the music store and the guy at the music store says they don't, they're all out of, uh, of interocitor tubes because some, somebody ordered them in bulk, uh, mail ordered them on bulk and, and it turns out to be ELB enterprises, which, I uh, I find it curious that because he asked like, oh, that's that's Doc Brown. Did you ever did you ever meet him? And the guy's like, no, he ordered it through mail order. And I'm like, Doc, you live in the same town. Just go get your lazy <laughs> ass up. Lazy piece of yeah, I just, just I go get my tubes. Yeah, run some errands. Jesus. Oh, no, um, I'm sorry. Get my tubes. So 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 anyway, so they're sold out of interocitor tubes. And uh, it's funny because in the, in the picture, the guy is holding a box that says six tubes and it's presumably <laughs> empty. Um, mm-hmm. But later, as we'll point out, it's weird that he has the box of empty tubes because that's the whole reason that Doc was ordering them. He wasn't ordering them for the tubes. He wanted the box. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So it's weird that he has a box still because that's the thing that he wanted. Box. Um, this is the most inconvenient way to order a box. So, yeah, Samardi so Samardi so sneaks into the the ELB compound, so to speak. Yeah, he there's some tests. So, like, 
there's uh, there's a keypad, and uh, Marty gets electrified when he tries to mm-hmm. open the uh, the gate. There's a Muppet with two heads, and one speaks only truth, and one speaks only lies. <laughs> but Marty's Marty, the 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 the, uh, the like the keypad has like a speaker on it, and like the, a mm-hmm. recording of Doc speaks through the speaker and is like giving him riddles. And at one point, he <laughs> says, "Clearly, you were not the one to foresee that." Um, in reference to the uh, the electrical shock, and then uh, Marty goes, "Huh." One, two, four, C. And then he dials in one, two, four, C. And the gate opens. And uh, he goes in and he's like, okay, well, um, I wonder where, uh, how I can get in. He finds he finds a, uh, a window, but it's locked. And so then he sees a sign that says no entry. Um, but it's no is spelled uh, K-N-O-W. Oh. And so he's like, oh, another riddle. And he looks behind the sign and, and there's a key taped to the back. So he lets himself in. And then when he gets inside, there's this ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like Kevin McAllister. Like, yeah. Yeah. What are those? What are those traps called? The um, Rube, like a Rube Goldberg. machine. Yeah, yeah. It's a Rube Goldberg situation that uh, ends up with Marty in like a netted trap. Um, like the uh, Ewoks. Uh, the Jedi, and then much like uh, and much like Ewoks, uh, Einstein comes and uh, and uh, introduces himself to Marty. Yeah, but you know what's funny? Um, what's funny about that is uh, it's a lot like that scene that was unused in the '67 uh, draft, where Einstein come leaps from the shadows, and it, it's like. It's like a like a oh no, and then oh no, this is just a big dumb friendly dog. Yeah, like they really want Bob. Really wants you to think Einstein's scary for like half a second. Yeah, he reused that idea. And what I've been finding as we've been going through those drafts on the show is how much stuff gets reused in the comics. Like the comics isn't a lot of there. I mean, there's definitely new stuff, but a lot of stuff gets reused. Yeah, or or, or just the idea of needles being a bully of Marty's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Doc shows up and uh, he's got something wrong with his eye. I don't know what, what's going on there. He's got like one bulbous eye. Um, yeah. Yeah. There, there's a few uh, the of the issues I take with the quote art. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes Marty looks really great. And then other times he looks like a completely different character. I'm much more of a fan of the art style we see in the uh, the other the other story in this. Book. Oh, oh yeah, 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 definitely. We'll we'll get to that in a couple weeks, oh. but um, that guy uh, he does the Ghostbusters comic, and it's yes, yeah, it's a, it's a very distinct look. Yeah, it's really really good. Uh, so Doc shows up and he's like, "Yeah, it was all a test. I've been wanting to hire an assistant, and you passed all the tests, so now you're my assistant." And Marty's like, <clears> "Okay, <throat> cool, I guess." And he's like, uh, "I was very actually." Cool. Yeah, I was actually just wanting to to borrow a, a tube for my amp, and uh, Doc is like, "Oh, really? Well, uh, that that's fine." He's like, "But you you bought them all at the music store," and he's like, "Oh, I didn't even want the tubes; they're all in the trash. I threw them out because I want the box." You know, maybe tell the guy that. I know, right? The box. He just needed a box, uh, the size of the six tubes box. Uh, for his static omatic electric hair chair. It's a torture device. 
I don't know what I don't I want to know what he's using the box for that. Like if it's a static omatic electric hair chair, I imagine it's too big for the box cuz the box looks like the size of a cereal box. So hmm. what is he using the box for? Maybe he's making a maybe he's putting a bunch of them together to build like a chair out of boxes. <laughs> But they're hollow, so they can um, do electricity better. That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe that's how he and Einstein get their hair like that. Maybe. Come on, Iron, again, the hair romantic. I think there is. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure. I mean, we'll get to it. Uh, hopefully, if we get to the thousand dollar level on Patreon, we'll do the live uh, Back to the Future Minute live for Back to the Future the Ride, and I think there's a portion of of the ride that actually does explain how doc cuts his hair. There's, oh, like, good. A, there's like an invention that he invented. Fantastic. Uh, that cuts his hair. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure it is static related. It might actually be that thing. The, uh, the static, uh, hair chair thing. Oh, hashtag. It's all connected. Yeah. It's all <laughs> hashtag. It's all connected. Uh, and then, uh, Marty, uh, the new assistant to Dr. Emmett, Brown uh, goes and meets Needles and gives him the tube and tells him he got it from uh, Doc Brown. And uh, Needles says, oh, my God, he's it's probably radioactive. That guy, that guy's like a creepy scientist, crazy, kooky, creepy scientist. And he's like, yep, well, enjoy the radioactive tube. Bye. Suck my is, dick. Suck yeah. my dick. <laughs> Needles is just flipping out. Um, yeah. He's doing a little radioactive dance. Uh, I don't know. Oh man, he's yeah. got his uh, he's got his pants tucked into his boots. It's a good look. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a real good look. I like needles. I like needles is a lot weirder than Biff. He is. Yeah. Like like Biff is just kind of like a like a like the ultimate angry white man, but needles is like kind of like a he's he's a, he's a wild card. Yeah. Not really sure what you're gonna get with him. He's like if he's like if Jughead was a bully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. He's, he's like a meaner Jughead, like because yeah. <laughs> like Biff Biff was just a sadist. You know what I mean? Right. But but Needle seems more like I just don't want to work ever. Right. I'll do whatever I can to get out of it, even if it means being mean, which is the line that Jughead won't cross. Yeah, Jughead Jughead ultimately at his heart believes in like peace. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I think I think Jughead is like true neutral, and Needles would be chaotic neutral, right? And then you get this, uh, you get this great picture, like this picture that I just want to like, I want to cut out and put in my wallet of uh, of Doc <laughs> leaning against the open uh, gullwing door of the DeLorean, and Marty's got one leg up on the on the hood, yeah. and uh, and Einstein sits between them, waving with a paw. Yeah, just kind of like one, please. Yeah, it's stable for uh, one. <laughs> it's pretty spectacular. Um, yeah, and it it kind of really does cement what we've been talking about, which is like they 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 really do treat Einstein like a member of of the family. Oh yeah, and and we we reveal that this was uh, this was actually the series finale of How I Met Your Mother. Um, yeah, this this issue because. <laughs> Literally ends with him saying, and that was the day I met Marty McFly. Without him, I would have never met your mother. Um, <laughs> Colby really, Smothers would be a really great Marty McFly. 
Oh yeah, that's true. Well, Canadian. Uh, yeah, a little ca- yeah, Canadian. Ah, oh, that's true. You know, that's that's never the that's never the lane that we drive down when we are recasting. We should be we should be looking for uh we should be looking for Canadians. You know, uh, the, I mean, the I've been Grant, Grant Gustin. Grant Gustin would be uh would be a good Marty. Yeah, and you know who could play a good George McFly is John Mulaney. Oh man. You would love because, that too. He has that because whole, they are uh, the same human. He has that whole uh, Back to the Future bit. He does. Uh, but yeah, and then we learn that this uh, this whole like Doc telling his kids about uh, how <laughs> Wait, he could met- Stephen Amel be Biff. Uh, I'm into that, especially after seeing him in Ninja Turtles. McFly. His voice yeah. is higher than I thought it was when he's not Oliver. His voice yeah. can get pretty high. It's really entertaining. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, we find out that this bit with uh, with Doc and his family in uh, the Old West is actually um, is actually like our our sort of ongoing for this first set of stories. The first, like, I think five issues of the comic, five or six. It's the uh, it's the uh, bookends of every story. Yeah. He's, bookends very good. It's, it's, it's like the through line. So yeah, good. yeah. It's like the yeah, it's him telling he's telling them all of these stories. How I met my Marty. Yeah, right. I met my Marty. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's the first story. Um, it's a, it's pretty good. I think the tube thing is a little bit of a stretch, uh, but overall, it's fun, and I do like that it's a MacGuffin because Doc literally didn't need the tubes; like he just wanted a box. Yeah, he just wanted a friend, really. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, just- no, it it's really fun, and it. It's it it is surface level, but in a way that you know this clearly came from like the the source of the of the text and not like a fan of the text. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, so it's it's not like as fan servicey as like if like a kid that grew up in the eighties would write it. You know, mm-hmm. but that being said, I just I, I guess I just really wish like the art was better. Like I mean, not to get too I like I fanboy about it, but it kind of does downgrade it from like a ten to like a seven. You know, yeah, in in that particular story, definitely. yes, yeah. yeah, I think you're right because it it it's weirdly stunted in a way that you know we 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 talk so much about how Back to the Future works in an animated cartoon format, and you know, in the very next story, like you know, they managed to make Doc look like a young man, and in this one, the they're just kind of like kind of like mm-hmm, kind of like muted, muted is kind of what I'm trying to say. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't think, uh, we have really anything else. I mean, we've got, we've got other stuff that we can talk about. We got to save it all. We got to save I it. I mean, this is 200% longer than our usual episode. That's true. This is like a whole like week's worth of episodes all at once, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, we've got some emails and stuff that we'll, we'll, I guess we'll cover next week. And then, uh, next week we'll do the first episode of the cartoon series. If, uh, people are going to be following along with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, before we go, uh, Star Wars minute, uh, on their weekend edition, they do this and, uh, I want to do it too. Cause I think it's, I think it's important to, uh, thank the people who make this all possible. Um, and so they do what is called the roll call of heroes, which is where they read the first name of every person who, uh, gives money to them on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to do the same thing, except we're not going to call it the Roll Call of Heroes. We're, we're going to call them our friends in time. Um, 
Yeah. So, uh, so I would like to thank our friends in time, Allison, Brian, Chris, Daniel, David, David, Donna, Haley, Hill Valley Preservation Society, Itai, John, Catherine, Kevin, Leaper182, Martin, Michael, Mike, Nathaniel, Nicole, Sarah, Susan, Trenton, and Zoe. And so, Jesus. <laughs> so thanks. Thanks to our friends in time uh, who who this this would not be possible without them. Um, and without everyone. And uh, remember, this is the last episode of Back to the Future Minute Weekend Edition. Uh, no Roads Edition that will be on the Back to the Future Minute feed proper. This will be Patreon exclusive going forward. So if you want to keep getting these every weekend, uh, you're going to want to subscribe to our Patreon page at the $5 level or higher. And, uh, and you'll get these every weekend as uh, along with all of our other uh, bonus stuff that we post on our Patreon, like our not writing podcast, um, which is not uh, safe for work. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, other stuff, lots of geek by night content and things like that. So um, go check out the Patreon page, see if it's worth it. Uh, hopefully at the very least uh, it's worth it for you to get uh, the no roads edition version of the podcast. Um, and uh, if you uh, join us on Patreon, we'll see you next week. Otherwise, we'll see you on Monday with Minute 66. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.